Talk Live, the talk show where you can call in about anything that's on your mind. 603-283-6160 is the phone number for you to call if you want to talk about whatever is on your mind. You could talk about whatever we're talking about or bring up something new. That's 603-283-6160. And in the show tonight, you've got your host, Bonnie. Lori. And Nikki Sunshine. And tonight, the first topic we want to go to, straight into it, is free Britney. Somebody needs to freaking free Britney. She's freed. Well. She's finally, I guess she's finally out of her, what is it, the conservatorship conservatorship from her father we we covered this last week she's off of it from her father but they're gonna give her a new conservator so it's like it's like this fake uh you know this fake celebration that the news likes to do sometimes like oh we're this is over now everybody everybody stop worrying about this so we're just gonna replace it with something even worse yeah it could be someone worse for all we know this whole her dad could have been like a thing to make it look like oh she's free because she got a new one and now you know they're just not going to cover the stories i don't know that's just kind of me being a conspiracy theorist but tonight we're going to be covering two different stories about britney that are in the news right now uh apparently britney uses cryptocurrency allegedly bitcoin and britney pop star hides crypto the sensation that shook america the famous pop star britney spears has been under conservatorship of her father since 2008 for a long time britney has been trying to achieve independence but unfortunately all of her previous attempts used to be stopped before action took place now britney is finally able to fight for her life in court New details have emerged in the case. The singer allegedly conducted BTC payments in secret from her father. Good for her. I mean, that's kind of like the only way, right? Because you can't, she wouldn't be able to do that with USD. Yeah, I'm just wondering like how she got it. If if he like knew all of her money that was coming in, how did she buy Bitcoin without without him knowing? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure I would, there's plenty of people that would send her Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. you know? I was about to say, yeah. I would hook Brittany up with some BTC or any sort of crypto. Yeah. She was, that was like my, my idol when I was growing up, when I was like six years old, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, anyways, there were rumors that Britney Spears used Bitcoin back in 2014 to hide transactions from her father. And, um, hang on, sorry, I lost my place. So the BTC popularity skyrocketed four years ago in 2014. Few people used the coin to make transactions and investments. In the Spears case, you can find motives for using cryptocurrency for personal reasons. As her guardian, Britney's father, Jamie Spears, was in full control of her personal and professional life. According to Forbes, Jamie earned at least $5 million on conservatorship. The court documents say that the pop star had to pay her father $16,000 a month. Therefore, it is understandable why she would want to use BTC transactions in order to preserve some freedom. And the uh, main thing I would think she would want to use it for is just um, maybe not even just to get out of having to pay him as much as the fact that he controls what she can spend her money on. like Yeah, I think she only got an allowance of like something ridiculous, like $1,000 a week or something like that. Which seems like a good amount, but when you're a millionaire and it's your money, so she's basically working so hard doing that um, Vegas show that she was doing for basically no reason. Yeah, and it's definitely not a good amount for if you're uh, doing a sh- you know shows if she's actually actively working. That oh my god, that's yeah. crazy. So I don't know a lot about the whole Britney Spears thing, but why does she not just like not work? 
they were forcing her to. How though? Um, holding her, taking her kids away from her, and all this. Yeah, stuff. they were like basically blackmailing her if for she didn't years. Work, they would take her kids away. Yeah, because yeah. so many people are making money off of her. It was really, really terrible. They were putting her on psych meds. They were putting her on birth control, not allowing her to have another kid. She wasn't allowed to go anywhere with her new boyfriend. Like, he wasn't allowed to drive her around. She wasn't allowed to have a license. They basically just put these crazy restrictions on her life. And why? Because uh, she had a psychologist. Well, okay, I think it started off in, you know, 2007 when she, like, shaved her head and everything. She was supposedly going crazy. Well, I mean... If some people were making you feel crazy and doing all these things to you and maybe you thought that you were like breaking yourself out of it by maybe they were going to do something to like maybe they drugged her and then they were going to give her a drug test and take her kids away. So she shaved her hair off because like, you know, that's how people get drug tested, stuff like that. So if you get framed to look crazy, they can just put a stamp on you in the hospital saying this person's crazy and then the judge can just use uh that to you know take your whole all your freedoms away you know and possibly take your kids away how silly is it that shaving your head as a woman you're crazy nobody would look give a second thought if a guy went and shaved his head oh i remember the story about the shaving the head thing they were forcing her to like always she was just like sick of people being all over her constantly doing her hair doing her makeup so she was like you know what screw you guys i'm gonna shave my head you can't do my hair anymore you know, it's it's my hair, so she that was like a ploy for her to try to get some of her freedom back. Like, no, you can't just poke and prod at me all day long. Like, I'm a real human being. I'm not just a Barbie doll. Yeah. So she shaved her head. Good also, for her. She yeah. like attacked a uh, paparazzi vehicle, like with an umbrella or something. But like, when I mean, like, again, she good was for being, her. <laughs> she was being, you know, harassed by these psychopaths. Right. Yeah. Stalking. Like, no they, privacy, you know, no freedom. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't go crazy under those conditions? Yeah. So continuing the, with the article, hashtag Free Britney, the singer's horrifying revelations caused great resonance. Many prominent politicians, celebrities, and entrepreneurs, inclu- including Tesla CEO Elon Musk, have supported the hashtag Free Britney movement. The singer's lawyers said that their work is not over yet that they will conduct an investigation of the events over the past 13 years. And then it has a tweet from Elon Musk, Free Britney, from July 5th. So it seems like this article is, when is this from? Because some of this appears to be slightly old news. No, it's from August 18th, 2021. Yeah, I just started hearing about her uh, Bitcoin stuff today. Yeah, I guess it is new news. So the trial will be held on the 29th of September, U.S. human rights activists claim that this incident speaks about the conservatorship crisis across the U.S. At the same time, not only Britney's fans, but many crypto enthusiasts are now following Spears' case. It seems like, you you know how if you watch a scary show about like, oh, we're going into an asylum, they'll always cover like the history of like the horrible stuff that went down in uh, psych, psych wards and stuff like that back in the like 1800s yeah sounds like stuff they're just doing today just under the uh gauze of the law to people sounds like that's what's happening to her yeah i mean it's this is still happening all the time like it happens all the time in hospitals people will be sectioned into the hospital being held there against their will um it's it's pretty easy for a doctor to come in and be like oh this person's crazy let's force them to be on psych meds with horrible side effects that they don't want to be on And sometimes I've even seen people, they'll come into the hospital completely normal, 
And then we give them all these medications. And the next thing you know, they're crazy, jumping on their bed, just acting out of character for themselves. Like they're on drugs. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. Like they're on drugs. It's almost like we gave them uh, medications that make them, you know, mind altering medications. It also reminds me of um, our co-host, Nobody. He's still in jail. He's been in there since March 16th. And they tried to use him. Um, an angry phone call from in jail from two weeks of, you know, uh, solitary confinement. They tried to use an angry phone call of that time to say that, oh, he's a danger to society. Okay, you guys put him into this delirious, like, seriously yeah. delirious state. It's not like that's just how he normally is. And then you use it against him to try to keep him in there more. That's kind of the same things happening to Brittany. Free Brittany, free nobody. Yeah, free nobody. Free Brittany. Free everyone. <laughs> yeah, free everyone. Seriously. And that's a really good point with the prisons. You put people in solitary confinement. I mean, we're social creatures. People need human connection. It's really, really important. And then they'll try to spin it around when someone, you know, just tries to speak out and defend themselves. And I think that that's like a problem with people just trusting the experts. Like, oh, an expert said Britney is crazy. An expert said nobody is dangerous. Like, you shouldn't just blindly trust people. What do you think? 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. You can call in and talk about Britney or whatever is on your mind. 603-283-6160. More coming up. talk live talk radio that you control you can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind 603-283-6160 is the phone number for you to call in 603-283-6160 in the studio tonight you've got me bonnie Lori, and nikki and tonight so far we've been talking about supposedly britney or allegedly britney spears uses cryptocurrency to uh, get around having to pay her dad, or maybe not pay her dad, but to get around her dad being in control of the things she spends her money on. Um, not even sure. Did the article say, Nikki, how somebody found that out? Like, did Brittany admit it's, it? I don't know. It seems like it's just... They You're didn't saying? really... Yeah, they didn't really get into it, but it is an interesting theory, whether it's true or not. And, I mean... That's probably what I would do if I was in her case. Kind of a story about crypto giving people freedom. Yeah, absolutely, which it most certainly does. Uh, We have another Britney Spears story from CNN about her posting topless photos on Instagram. Britney Spears went from declaring she would be posting less on social media to bearing some skin. The singer has posted a few topless photos recently on her verified Instagram account. In the shot, she covers her bare breasts with her hands. Oh my gosh, risque. And it's so funny because when I first heard about this, like people were talking about it, but I hadn't read an article or seen any pictures yet. Also, I unfollowed Britney on Instagram because like it was just too depressing like the last year. So much weird crap that she posts. Well, who knows who's in charge of her Instagram actually posting this stuff. But anyways... Um, when I heard the the headlines and stuff, I thought she posted a picture of like her whole entire boobs. It's not even like you can't even see anything. Yeah, right, it's like she wore that um, crystal, that crystal bodysuit thing in, in toxic, and it's basically the same thing. 
Yeah, and in Toxic, she was probably like 16 years old when she did, you know what I mean? But now that she's a grown adult, she's almost 40 years old, now it's an issue. But uh, regardless, I mean, we all know that women should be able to do whatever they want with their bodies, and we all know we shouldn't hypersexualize women's breasts. It's so silly because if that was cloth, like this would not be a headline. Like it would be like a bralette or something. I know, I've seen bathing suits that cover less than that, you know? But, anyways. In one series of photos, Spears explained in the caption, I didn't get a boob job in just a week, nor am I pregnant. I have boobs in these pics because I devoured food. And I also like that, too, because it it also kind of has like a body positivity spin on it. Like, hey, guess what, guys? Like, yeah, I'm a woman and I eat and I have boobs, you know? It's kind because of sad she needs to point out how human how she's human. Yeah, exactly, because people just seem to think that she's some robot, and it's like, especially Hollywood with their toxic diet culture. It seems like all these things, I don't know a lot about her, because I don't, like, I don't follow her or anything, but it seems like all the things that people label her as crazy for doing are, like, cries for freedom, like shaving her head, taking these pictures, and, like, taking control of her own body, um, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Before I show you more pics of my body... I want you to understand my thoughts on exposing my skin, Spears wrote. In my opinion, it's quite twisted, the immediate response of when any woman is hot and they want to shed a layer. No, I'm not talking about in a strip club or performance. Just on a practical scale of being in your car and realizing that you're wearing a stupid long sleeve shirt in the summer. She went on to write that she was posting the topless photo because I was born into this world naked and I honestly feel like the weight of the world has been on my shoulders and it's making me view myself that way. I want to see myself in a lighter way, naked, like the way I was born. And to me, looking back at my pictures when I shoot, it's insane the the psychology in seeing myself in my purest form gives evidence that pain, hurt, tears, and heavy burdens aren't who I am, she wrote. I am a woman, a beautiful, sensitive woman who needs to look at myself in my purest form. God, it's just so, it's just so sad how like everything revolving around Britney, like you said, Lori, is just a cry for freedom. Like I was going to say a cry for help, but cry for freedom kind of uh, describes it more. Yeah, she doesn't need help. She needs freedom. She right. needs to be released. She you needs know? to be left alone. She yeah. She need these people need to leave her alone and let her be her own person. And to kind of segue, it's kind of like nurses right now. People want to make them do. I mean, take the vaccine, and a lot of them don't want to do it. So a lot of them are quitting. In Texas, apparently. Um, we don't have to go to the store if you don't uh, want to, but in Texas, apparently they're trying to keep nurses from quitting who don't take the COVID vaccine. So, and that's, to me, that doesn't even make sense. So first they're like, if you don't take the vaccine, we're going to fire you. But now they're like, you're not allowed to quit. Because they realize so, too many people aren't going to take it and so, they're going to be out a so lot of So do they not have to take it? I'm confused. So are they going to force vaccinate them? Be like, no, you have to work and you have to get vaccinated. Or is it like, no, please don't quit and we won't make you get the vaccine. I don't really get what is happening here. Do you have that story, Lori? Um, yeah, I haven't read the whole thing yet, but do you want me to read it? Yeah, sure. I, I just thought it was so crazy because uh, earlier today I saw that 150 nurses quit in Houston. So 
Yeah, in, in it doesn't hospital. surprise me. Honestly, this past year, uh, it's been this past like year and a half working in healthcare has been torture. We have been understaffed. We have been run ragged. We have been forced to wear like layers and layers of this heavy PPE, sweating, um, watching these crazy measures um, as far as patients not being able to see family, family members and especially in nursing homes, like watching clients and uh, residents decline. It's just it's been really, really emotionally draining and. People have been leaving not just because of the vaccine mandate, but just because it's too much. So many people are now like, I want to be a waitress again. I want to, you know, do this or I want to go back to school for something different because they've just there's really no incentive to work in healthcare anymore. Well, so here's here's what it is. It's not just quitting. It's that they're banning local nurses from quitting the jobs that they're at to work FEMA crisis crisis contacts. In the state. So they will not accept anyone who's a resident of Texas to work any of their crisis contracts. So they only want outside, only travel nurses? Only travel nurses. There's like, I think it said 65,000 openings. Wouldn't so that be like spreading more COVID? So they don't want them to get the bonus, basically. 6,500, sorry. But, but that's a good point. So you're not allowed to travel state to state unless you're a nurse working with covid positive patients yeah <laughs> right. what the heck yeah oh but they're vaccinated it's fine oh and the vaccine totally yeah still lets people spread covid but yeah even it's, though, it's all fine even though it's you good. can catch and spread covid if you have the vaccine which isn't supposed to be how vaccines work well so what else did that article say was that um it's basically just saying that none of the none of the local nurses they're they're looking to fill 6500 healthcare positions from out of state or anyone any texas nurse that's unemployed so if you're already employed, you're not allowed to apply for the contracts. Only if you're unemployed or out of state, I guess. That doesn't seem fair. It doesn't People seem should fair. should be able to do whatever they want. Well, I mean, how are they going to hold you hostage in your job? Right. I would just quit my job on principle at that point. I'd be like, I'm out and I'm moving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially if these travel wins uh, pay more. Yeah. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. Call in with your stories or talk about whatever is on your mind. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. When Monster Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the Chaos God once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time as something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times bestselling author Larry Correa and Bain Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for more. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. Tonight's actually She Talk Live. I forgot to really mention that at all, and I don't think we have those um, overlays up, but it is She Talk Live technically. It's a Wednesday and it's all girls tonight. In the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie, Lori, and Nikki. And the number for you to call and be on the show with us is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Tonight, uh, we've talked about 
free Britney. We started talking about nurses not being able to choose um, different jobs in their state, apparently in Texas, where nurses who already work there, unless they're unemployed, aren't allowed to take the new FEMA jobs that are coming up, which already sounds kind of scary. I don't know. I hear FEMA. I think FEMA camps. <laughs> right. Yeah. But um, so now we're going to be moving on to just COVID in general. It's my philosophy recently that like, yeah, sometimes we it, it gets like it feels like energy draining to talk about COVID stuff because it's like you got to live thinking about it all the time and it gets so annoying. But it's just like if somebody isn't out there talking about of dissenting opinions, whether you call it the truth or not, because, I mean, there's a lot of unknowns in in this thing, but if there isn't somebody out there saying dissenting opinions, some people are never going to question the narrative at all and just uh, live, you know, in fear obediently. And that's the whole point of science, right? Is to have opposing arguments, and it's kind of like, okay, this is my theory, to really know if it's true... Other scientists need to try to disprove my theory. But when we have the CDC and the world governments coming along and just saying, nope, the science is settled, uh, we know everything, and here's our supporting data, and then you look at the supporting data, and it basically says the opposite of what they're preaching for. Yeah, you're not supposed to click their links. Yeah, like, for example, Anthony Fauci and the CDC were saying, basically, this was in the beginning of COVID, they were saying... For across the board, these are the medications that we're going to be treating COVID patients with. And one of them was remdesivir. So remdesivir was a medication that they first tried uh, with Ebola. So they had it in an Ebola trial. And it actually only was in the trial for a couple of weeks because it was so deadly and so toxic that they just had to pull it from the trial. And it was one of Anthony Fauci's... Uh, one of his experimental drugs that they were trying on Ebola patients. So it got yanked from that trial for literally killing people. But for some reason, that was the chosen COVID-19 medication for anyone that was in the hospital on sick enough to need supplemental oxygen. So that's not necessarily like that sick per se. But 30% of the people in this trial and the NI, I think it was the NIH Uh, Or no, the CDC. So in Anthony Fauci's announcement on the CDC, his supporting articles, his supporting research was linked to the remdesivir trial. And in that trial, 30% of the participants had life-threatening side effects. Um, It was one of the four medications that was tried and it was proven to be the most deadly the side effects of remdesivir are hypotension, acute renal failure, septic shock, and multi-system organ failure. So the weird thing about COVID in the hospitals was that we were seeing renal failure, which with a respiratory virus, everybody, like all the doctors in, in New York City on the news, doctors were saying, we've never seen anything like this. We have never seen a respiratory virus attack the kidneys like this. Day three, people were on this medication and they were having kidney failure, they were having fluid overload because their kidneys weren't working properly. And by day 10, people had severe renal failure and they were in severe fluid overload and wow. they were they were dying. So those doctors coming out saying, we've never seen, you know, a respiratory illness causing this, weren't even, you know, thinking about 
maybe yeah. it's because I gave them this other drug so, that's having side effects. Yeah, they they weren't even thinking about that. So they were blaming it on COVID. And really, it was the medical treatments that they were giving people that were literally shutting down their organs, giving them left sided heart failure, which um, causes fluid to build up in the lungs. So then you get pulmonary edema yeah. and then you basically drown to death. So Anthony Fauci went and the CDC basically forced all of the doctors and all of the hospitals in the United States. And also, side note, the United States was the only country in the world that was using this medication. Wow. And we had the highest COVID deaths. They knew that it was killing people. They knew that it was giving people renal failure. They knew that it was going to kill these people. And they still forced all of the doctors to use it. And now the WHO came out and they were like, this is not safe and we're not using it for COVID patients. So they're not using it anymore. But in the beginning, when the death rates were really, really high, it was because they were giving people this medication and it was toxic to the human body. What a good way to make people panic. Say, oh, look at all these people. They're in here with this, this respiratory virus. And people are like, oh, it's just like the flu. And they're like, no, no. No, everyone's dying of kidney failure and blood clots and heart failure. And yeah, yeah, it's not because of anything, but it's be- but COVID. It's so you new. should all be terrified and you should all just stay inside your houses and listen to what we say. Yeah, yeah. it's something new. We should all we all don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. There was um, someone was saying on a Facebook thread because the, the vaccine has been shown to cause endocarditis so like inflammation of one of the layers of the heart which can be deadly and uh, in young people too young people are getting this which is crazy but um someone was saying no um before you guys jump to conclusions covid does this too (laughs) and i'm like whoa 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 covid does not cause endocarditis the medications that they are treating patients with in the hospital causes endocarditis and heart failure i could see why like an average person who's not like in the medical field might think that though if they see saw like maybe somebody somebody they knew died quote unquote of covid and they just didn't know what they were being treated with and oh what really killed them was a kidney failure or, or endocarditis or whatever uh, I could see why people would, you know, not really look into it that much. But I mean, everybody I know that's had COVID, like they just had like a a cough, and then yeah. or they had like like they lost their sense of taste and whatnot. Um, like me, I had it. Yeah. I, I didn't go get tested, but I know I had it because I couldn't taste or smell anything. Yeah. I think everyone's either had it or probably or been exposed at this point just like we've all had the common cold or right. the flu probably right. oh my yeah. friend told me something so interesting recently uh she said that her brother found out that he had antibodies and i was like oh wow like i don't want to go get tested for it or anything she said he found out when he gave blood but it was towards the very beginning of this and he found out that they don't do that anymore they won't tell you if you have the antibodies when you give blood anymore but apparently they were at the very very beginning of this and then they stopped i was like why would they stop doing that if anything that seems like that would be helpful like if you knew like if you were on the fence about getting the vaccine maybe and then you were like oh well the people closest to me uh that maybe are at risk or something they already have antibodies you know that might have like kept you from getting it. They don't want people to know important, you know, things like that. They don't want people to know anything. So I know somebody who um, just got out of the hospital in Utah. Uh, They were in there with a respiratory virus and they said it was pneumonia. They were on oxygen, but they didn't test them for COVID. Hmm. They didn't even give them a COVID test. And I was like, did they get vaccinated? 
already because I know they're not counting vaccinated people, but I don't know. They probably just marked it down as COVID just to count it up, you know, with no testing. Well, um, the federal government was giving people, was giving hospitals 20% more for every Medicare patient that they diagnosed with COVID. So they were basically like, hey, if you guys, um, (laughs) even if they test positive for the flu and they test negative for COVID, if you guys just say that it's COVID, we'll give you 20% more on each patient. Yeah. And that was happening a lot. You get a COVID. Mm -hmm. We all get a COVID. Pretty sure I had COVID (laughs) and it was not that bad. Definitely nothing to, I mean, yeah, if you're sick, you should stay home. But I don't think it was something to stay home for an entire year for when you feel fine. Healthy people staying home, acting like they're sick. It's crazy. 603-283-6160. You can call in and maybe tell us your story about what's going on the last couple years or whatever is on your mind. 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live. Yeah. Free Talk Live. Talk radio that you control. 603-283-6160. That's the phone number for you to call to get on the show with us here tonight. In the studio, you've got your host, me, Bonnie, Lori, and Nikki. And so far tonight, we've been talking about um, all kinds of freedom issues, like free Britney, free nobody. <laughs> well, nobody's actually about to get free. Our, our co-host, nobody, is about to get free. It's about they're, time. Yeah. They're deciding on bail conditions, so we'll definitely have you updated with that whenever we have an update for it. Um, of course, like being illegally detained doesn't really you know, mean anything to the government. Pretty much lots of people that they detain, they do is so illegally and they don't really care because who's going to, you know, arrest them for arresting people. Anyways, um, that's kind of a tangent. We've been uh, talking about COVID most recently here, aka Clown World, um, where in New York City, I think it started today, you, um, you can't go into restaurants, bars, you can't go into, I think, any public place without having proof of vaccination. I've also heard that they've been trying to get, uh, that, that they've been making people give their IDs as well, which is kind of weird. Like, why, if you're showing that you, maybe it's like to make sure it's your vaccination. Yeah, to make but, sure it's not a, a fake or like, um, like you're using somebody else's. Yeah, I mean, I, they could just have pictures on their vaccination cards. It's kind of crazy. Oh God, like, like an IVD. That's- yeah. Like, you know, it's it's definitely papers, please, now. But, I mean, we we're kind of already doing that with IDs, right? Like, you have to go into the bar to get a drink. You have to prove that you're 21 and there's a picture on it to make sure it's yep. not you're not using somebody else's ID. So this isn't really a novel concept. We've been doing this with other things for years. But yep. it's just now that it's a forced medical treatment, it's a little bit crazier. But yeah. I mean, just thinking like... We need these IDs already just to exist, just to drive a car, just to buy alcohol, just, you know, just to leave the country. So I know I know towards the end of the year last year here in New Hampshire, they were having people give a name and phone number for uh, contract or contact tracing here in New Hampshire in restaurants. I thought that was so crazy. I mean, everyone just gave fake. I mean, anyone who thought about it hard enough just gave fake names and numbers. But it was just such an invasion of privacy. Some people think it's a great thing, though. They're like, oh, yeah, I want you to tell me 
if I came in contact with COVID so I can panic and I can tell all my friends and family and so they can panic too. What I mean, how long is it going to take until that's everything though? Like this person had hepatitis and that person right? had tuberculosis and you're just getting like constant notifications on your smartphone that's wired into Complete you. invasion <laughs> of medical privacy. Telling you really everything is. about everybody around you so everyone knows everything. No privacy. Yeah. That's, what well, happened that's to the goal. That's the goal is no privacy. Yep, it, that is absolutely the goal. Well, there is one New York City restaurant owner who is pushing back against the crazy uh, vaccination card paper showing rules. Um, it says, oh, sorry, I got to scroll down a little bit. A New York City restaurant manager goes renegade in the face of new vaccination proof rules. So not all Big Apple restaurants were happy as a citywide vaccine mandate took effect on Monday. And some are all but thumbing their noses at the controversial uh, controversial clampdown. The so-called key to New York City program which requires diners to show proof they've been vaccinated from COVID, has gotten support from high-profile restaurateurs like Danny Meyer of the Gramercy Tavern and Eric Rippert of Le Bernardine, as well as the owners of Sylvia's in Harlem. But some fret that the new rules won't be enforceable and that they will uh, turn off tourists as local eateries scramble to recover from a year and a half of lockdowns. I think, like, one of the worst things... I mean, there's so many bad things about what the government is doing in the name of this, I mean, like, very survivable virus, COVID. But one of the worst things they're doing is turning regular business owners into enforcers of their laws and uh, hurting people's businesses that way. Like, they're uh, scaring people out of going out. They're, you know, possibly keeping people's... uh, you know, their customer base um, away from their restaurants because they're afraid to either go out or maybe some people aren't in favor of the laws, but these people are being forced to um, enforce the laws or be closed down. They've already ruined so many small businesses and the restaurant industry has really taken a hit. And the restaurant industry, even long before COVID, is the number one failed industry in america they have really small margins yes it is very hard to successfully run a restaurant so when you tell restaurants that they can't have dine-in and that they need to follow all of these crazy procedures and protocols it's not no wonder that so many of them had to close their doors yeah it was something like 70 percent of them in san francisco but apparently they're going to be doing vaccination uh cards at the door too but here in new york city it says some fret that the new rules won't be enforceable and that they'll turn off tourists. And others say they won't even try to enforce new, the new rule beginning September 13th when city inspections at restaurants, indoor entertainment venues, and gyms are slated to begin. I thought it had already started, but... So here's the stupidest thing about that is the key to the, the key to New York program, it's not even that you're vaccinated. It's that you've gotten at least one shot But they say one shot isn't good enough and you have to get two and now a booster. So if you get one shot, you're not actually protected from COVID, according to them and their whatever. It's about compliance. It's about forcing you to comply. It's about making other people societally pressure you to comply. It's about control and it's not about safety at all. And I don't know how anyone with any type of comprehension skills doesn't see it. The mental gymnastics that people have to go through to justify 
these lockdowns and the COVID mandates and protocols is like ridiculous. It's like I don't I don't even know how people do it. Yeah, but I'm glad this restaurant um, owner, it seems like an owner, I'm not sure, I said manager in the title, but I'm glad that she's pushing back. It says, shortly after Mayor de Blasio announced the new rules on August 3rd, a sign appeared in the front window of Patricia Rocco, or sorry, Patisseria Rocco, a pastry shop and diner in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. can't believe I called that Patricia, but... I don't know, I'm just kind of reading fast. <laughs> we do not discriminate against any customer based on sex, gender, race, creed, age, vaccinated or unvaccinated. All customers who wish to patronize are welcome, the sign read. For me, it's political. Most of my customers are vaccinated, uh, said Mary Josephine Generoso, who manages the eatery. It's about civil liberties and freedoms. Now we have to be in a society where people can't uh, roam freely and enter my place of business if they want to. How is that okay in the United States of America? It's absolutely right. Yeah, one of my um, Facebook friends posted a thing about some concert saying that uh, you can't even get a negative test to go to this concert. They announced you can't get a negative test. That's not good enough. You have to show that you've gotten a COVID vaccine. And that's so silly because I mean I'm I don't know about this vaccine because it's not a real vaccine. It's an mRNA uh, shot. But with regular vaccines, you'll shed for two weeks and you're technically supposed to quarantine. Like if you get the polio vaccine right now, you're supposed to quarantine in your room for two weeks because you could shed polio on people. That's why like, uh, well, I mean, a lot of people don't do it. Uh, A lot of people don't know that uh, that's even true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and they they even they have admitted that it doesn't even stop you from getting COVID. The COVID vaccine, which is. Not a real word for it because it doesn't stop you from getting COVID. If you get the chickenpox vaccine, you don't get chickenpox. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you get a COVID vaccine, you're still going to get COVID and then you can still pass it to other people. So why would a negative test not be better than a vaccine that doesn't actually do what a vaccine should do? And it's not even like they're pretending that it is a real vaccine or that it works because they keep saying, oh, well, you might still get COVID or the Delta variant or whatever. But right. like... Maybe you won't be hospitalized Still or wear maybe mask. maybe you won't get it worse. Yeah. So it's uh, you'd think that a negative test would be even better. Right. But at the end of the day, the tests don't work either. So it's like, how about we just stop playing these stupid games? Stop doing whatever the government tells you to do. Stand up and just, you know, live your life and run your business the way you want. If we all stood up together, then they couldn't do this anymore. But too many people are complying. Too many people are scared. That's right. People say, oh, slippery slope isn't a real thing. But they're literally telling you that you don't own your own body anymore and people are okay with it. In New Zealand, they're closed down right now, completely locked down for one case. One case? It's crazy. Imagine if we shut down our entire country because someone got one case of, you know, literally anything. There are so many communicable diseases. There are so many diseases that are contagious that are worse than COVID, that are more deadly than COVID. Mm -hmm. If we shut down entire countries and entire economies every time that happened... The world wouldn't be able to run, you know? And the, the world That's won't, the plan. The world won't run <laughs> if people don't have natural immune systems. My doctor even told me that, you know, uh, having the having COVID and then getting over it is a better immunity than getting a vaccine. So yeah. why would I get the vaccine when I've already had it? Uh, 603-283-6160. You can call in and tell us whatever's on your mind or your story about COVID in the last couple years. I guess it's been two years now. Free Talk Live. 
After a devastating war, the alien visitors were driven back and their willing human collaborators were left behind to face the music. When Emma Jean Anderson's ex-lover springs her from prison, Nathan Foster and his 14-year-old nephew Ben are tasked with bringing the pair to justice. An easy enough job until they discover something is inside Emma Jean and the fate of the planet hangs in the balance. The Family Business by Mike Coopery from BaneBooks.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can get on the show with us tonight if you call 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie, Lori, and Nikki. And so far tonight, we've been talking mostly about COVID since there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on in the world right now uh, in the name of this really honestly not that deadly disease, covid uh, there might be a lot of numbers that say people died of COVID, but that doesn't mean that they didn't die of a side effect of a medicine they were given to treat COVID or a side effect of something like the, what are those things called, Nikki, that they use to make your lungs breathe? Oh, ventilators. Ventilators, yeah. I've heard that those things are like not very good for you. No, they're not. Um, yeah, I, I just don't really believe the numbers. I, I think it's really silly to just believe the government that uh, lies every single day about the numbers of the people that died. Anyways, there's all kinds of crazy clown world stuff going on in the name of COVID. And one of those things, uh, somebody in this article is just dreaming about happening. This is Business Insider. There will be one economy for the vaccinated and another for everyone else. The Delta variant has thrown a giant curveball at America's hot vax summer. I almost read that as hot wax. Oh, no. I know. That's, that's so, so cringy. Like a spin on hot girl summer. Hot back summer. So Please gross. don't. It's like that. Did you guys see the oh, Ariana fellow Grande? teenagers. <laughs> I'm, I'm hip. I'm cool with the kids. Oh. Did you guys see the Ariana Grande song? Where... Oh, it was so cringy. Mm, no, and I, I love her, too. I and know. I was like, I, I can't anymore. I just started to like her last year because she came out with a song with Lady Gaga. And I was like, ew, Ariana Grande is in a song with Lady Gaga. It's not fair. But then the song was so good. It made me like Ariana yeah. Grande. And now I just think she's so like, you know, she's a puppet. It's what? so sad to sell your soul out to the government. What is it? Gross. She does like a song about COVID. Like, oh COVID. gosh, it's so yeah. It's about the vaccine, and they're mm-hmm. like in New York City. It's like a like a Broadway style, and they're talking about like we're finally opening up because everybody's vaccinated, whatever. And then at one point, they have like a parachute type thing with Anthony Fauci's head on it, mm-hmm. and they're like. Thanks to Anthony Fauci. Oh, hail Anthony Fauci. And it's like the most disturbing, sickest propaganda weirdo thing I have ever seen in my life. It was like truly disturbing. They really do. It's like they're praising him and it's so weird. Um, That is weird. It's culty and it's honestly like some Nazi Germany stuff. It really is. Seriously, they're like worshiping him like they worshiped Hitler. And I hate the like Holocaust comparison, but like with that, it's like, come on, guys. I mean, the government's really killing people. Like the government is literally 
the actual one killing people it from is this. genocide if, i mean if they aren't letting doctors uh choose what medicines to treat this with and people are dying from the medicines the government's making people uh treat them with then literally the government's killing people yeah, the worst it, part of this is that people are on board with it yeah you know, people are like yep same thing that's, everyone get in line yeah it's a complete violation of the nuremberg codes yep well, experimental drugs yep Apparently, according to this business insider person, the Delta variant is the one that's thrown a giant curveball at America's hot vax summer. Hospitals in less vaccinated regions are becoming overcrowded, um, which Captain actually told us a couple of weeks ago. They keep using that term like hospitals are overcrowded. Hospitals are getting full and all this stuff when hospitals are actually not meant to run with a bunch of empty rooms and empty beds they are meant to run about capacity yeah. for their um you know the their location they're supposed to yeah. run at about well, capacity and so like i hate to like sidetrack this but i just want to interject this here really quickly august is the slowest month out of the year for hospitals and we have been bursting at the seams not with covid patients not with patients with the delta variant with patients with strokes heart attacks seizures blood clots, all sorts of blood disorders, and they are all vaccinated. Things you can't get from a respiratory illness. That doesn't even make sense if people think that. Um, Anyways, mask recommendations are back. Many companies have pushed their return to start dates, pushed, pushed them back, and it's all happening ahead of the upcoming school year. It's all revived COVID anxiety in full force for many Americans who are fearing another lockdown and quarantine and rapidly losing confidence in the economy's ability to handle it. But while Delta is a very real threat right now, it's unlikely we'll experience the same economy that we did a year ago. Scary media headlines lacking crucial context are behind much of the understanding or understandable angst, but the emerging science now shows the vaccines largely protect against hospitalization, which, I mean, they should protect against COVID because they're supposedly vaccines, but they're not. They're mRNA uh, science experiments, and you're the guinea pig. Not Okay, back to the article. Not enough Americans are vaccinated to prevent Delta's spread, but enough are vaccinated to keep the economy open and maintain a sense of normalcy. She's saying this like it's like a good thing. But what she's implying here is that there will be one economy for uh, people who are vaccinated, a.k.a. they can go to stores and stuff. And then um, everybody else is out of luck, like everybody who's not vaccinated is going to be out of luck. She says that's because the economy has also mutated alongside the virus, learning how to adapt to a pandemic world. Unfortunately, like the... The, the economy actually can do things like that. Like there's such thing as the invisible hand that will uh, correct and s- stuff like that when things are going on in the world, like, you know, supply and demand. It's, it's an actual thing. Yep, but capitalism. But that's not what's happening here. It says the economy is learning to adapt to a p- pandemic world. It's actually not true. It's uh, the government intervening. The, right. the government's forcing uh, restaurants to do certain things. Manufactured. Yep. It's manufactured. Once Americans understood how the virus spreads, many professions improvised methods to limit physical contact and keep the economy running while preventing another lockdown. Given the recent surge in the Delta variant, cities are imposing their own rules, and if you're not vaccinated, you'll have limited participation. For example, New York City and San Francisco will require proof of a vaccination for indoor activities like dining and using the gym. 
more and more employers are requiring it off of their workers as well as insiders Julian Kaplan reported. It's even increasingly required in job postings. The health risks for the vaccinated aren't near what they were in 2020, meaning they can still live their lives with a degree of normalcy. What's emerged is a two-track economy marked by a patchwork of highly vaccinated areas and and poorly vaccinated regions. This lack of cohesiveness isn't ideal, but improved from the unvaccinated economy that shut down last year. We may still be living in a pandemic, but it's looking like the economy won't uh, repeat 2020. And you know what? That's all I really want to read from that article. Um, Somebody, my friend, sent me that. And um, it really scared her because she has a kid and she doesn't personally want to get the vaccine. She doesn't know if she wants to get it for her kid. And uh, she's not with the dad, you know, so... It's really scary for people in that situation that they could get their kids taken away. It's because, terrifying. Oh, you're not allowed to participate in society if you don't get the vaccine. That's just sick. Like if you're if you're praising that like this article seemed to be, there's something wrong with you. You know what? Honestly, I would be fine with all the unvaccinated folk just having our own separate society far away from government reach where we can all just live freely. Like if we could just, you know, all the unvaccinated people can come to New Hampshire, only the cool ones, the <laughs> liberty minded, freedom oriented ones. That's um, true. She did. You know, like if, if it would be like a type of deal, like, okay, you can't have any government assistance. We're not going to pave your roads, but like you don't, you can just do your own thing and you know, we won't pay taxes and they'll leave us alone. It's not that. Sure thing. Of yeah. course it's not that. Of course not. But uh, I would I would trade that. I think. It's you get the vaccine and you do what we say. Or we'll arrest you and we'll take your kids and we'll starve you to death and we'll make sure that your life is terrible and you all die. You know, like that's that's what it is. Starve us of anything that we need. That's why we need New Hampshire independence. Absolutely. But it's annoying how in that article she didn't really uh, say like what the second economy would be for the unvaccinated. Like what yeah. you're saying, if uh, restaurants were allowed to, you know, ignore this these rules as long as their customers complied with or, you know, didn't co- weren't complying either, then there would be a second economy. But really, uh, there's just nothing left for unvaccinated people. 603-283-6160. Call in with your thoughts on this. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live. It's talk radio that you control. You can call in and be on the show with us tonight. That number is 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie, Lori, and Nikki. And I keep forgetting to say it is she talk live. But I don't know if we have those overlays on any of the streaming. We're streaming online. We're also on a uh, couple, I mean, like 200 different radios. Uh, sorry, I meant to say radio stations. I was going to ask my producer, but he's not in here. <laughs> um, So let's just get right into this story from Massachusetts that Nikki brought in. Yeah, I got a fun one. This is from Reason.com. Plymouth County keeps Puritanism alive with bogus sex trafficking stings. Five men face trafficking a person for sexual servitude charges after meeting an undercover cop at a hotel. Puritanism is still alive in Plymouth County, Massachusetts, only now it poses as saving people from human trafficking. 
Earlier this month, five men were charged with trafficking a person for sexual servitude after showing up for a sexual tryst at a Plymouth County hotel. The sting operation was conducted by Massachusetts State Police, the Boston Police Human Trafficking Task Force, and local cops from Plymouth County and the city of Rockland, according to a statement from Plymouth County District Attorney Tim Cruz. Authorities posted ads online pretending to be adult sex workers. Five men, ages 26 to 49, took the bait, responding to the ad and showing up at the arranged meeting point. They were expected to meet an adult woman who wanted to have sex with them uh, for a fee. Instead, they were arrested and faced charges for sex trafficking. What does this have to do with sex trafficking? Yeah, that's not sex trafficking. That's not sex trafficking. They just like wanted to have sex with someone for money like that. Yeah, that's prostitution. That's a, that's but a business transaction. That is. Yeah, that's a voluntary exchange. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. it's not even a, that? they can't yeah. claim it's like a minor or anything. It was right. an adult woman. I mean, when you were reading the uh, headline, I thought you were going to say that they agreed to like sell her to somebody else or something no, like that. No, but they just literally wanted to have sex with her, which How? shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, right. she isn't, was consenting. Isn't that just prostitution? How is that sex trafficking? I don't understand how that's it's, sex it's, trafficking. It's literally not. I mean, we'll see if the article gets into anything that might be sex trafficking, but to me, that just sounds like prostitution, which should be legal because it's in a voluntary exchange between two adults. This right, just, and safer for everyone if it is legal. This just yeah, doesn't exactly. seem like... It doesn't seem like something cops should be spending their time doing i mean this is like something that wouldn't have happened outside of cops posting these ads surprise surprise (laughs) massachusetts police wasting everybody's time and taxpayer dollars doesn't surprise me in the slightest so the article continues to say if convicted they'll be sentenced to a mandatory minimum of five years in prison without the possibility of parole Plus mandatory registration on the Massachusetts sex offender registry. That's so terrible. They're ruining these people's life for Mm -hmm. what? And if a cop, you know how many cops. So I'm from Massachusetts in the towns where I grew up. We had five dads just in my sister's grade alone that were caught actually like they were actual child predators and guess what they were all one of them was the stowe chief of police one of them was in the military two of them were in the military and another one was a cop they were all cops and they were all in the military but what happened to them probably nothing i'm sure nothing. but now these poor guys are gonna face a minimum of five years in prison without the possibility of parole and they're going to be marked as sex offenders for the rest of their life. It's for a voluntary sexual exchange that never even happened. It's weird that like a job where you have control over people attracts people who would abuse control over other people. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's crazy. This actually happened in Keene too, like several years ago. And um, I've seen the article a couple times because people have put it like in the Keene or Telegram chat uh, group thinking it was like new but it happened a few years ago and it was just so sad like looking at the uh, the like um what are they called the headshots not the headshots the pictures the mugshots of these guys that like it was like an older man he looked like he was like crying because like uh you know he he responded to an ad online of supposedly an adult that wanted to have sex with somebody that's so sad it's it's literally sad now he's gonna be uh you know uh, he's gonna have to 
register as a sex offender and tell people he's a sex offender when he moves yeah. or whatever. And it's like, what? What? Seriously, what is wrong with this? If a woman wants to sell her body, which it's her body, not the state's, she has the right to do that. And like, people are lonely out there, and they just want somebody to have, you know, some sort of physical. Or, you know, semi-romantic connection with. And if nobody is willing to do that for free, why can't they pay some lady to do that? Like, I just, there's really no moral issue with it. But for some reason, the state makes it seem like it's this, like, horrible thing and that they're rapists. Yeah, so you can go to a bar and pick up a drunk person, right? And take them out to eat and buy them things and do all this and have sex. And that's fine, but if you actually exchange currency instead of buying things and taking them out to dinner and all of that with a, a sober, consenting yeah. adult, then that's not okay? Yeah, it's like, what's the difference? Well, the difference is the government isn't getting a cut. But that's even right. if they did, even if like there was like actual like there an actual like sex industry, a legitimate one that was being taxed. Uh, like they still wouldn't allow that. It's still illegal. So oh, in Vegas, it's legal. Yeah, yeah in in some in, states, definitely. yeah. But like across the board, it should be. I just I just don't understand. I it's, think there just really be, sad. There just shouldn't be a federal government that overrides apparently like state rules. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely insane. So I guess the possible punishment for trafficking trafficking in adults for sexual servitude includes up to 20 years in prison and a $20,000 fine. So literally they just want money. I hate this the way is, they This was the whole it. purpose of the Massachusetts police for doing this is because they wanted money. And the sickest part is that there is real sex trafficking going on. There are women and little girls and little boys turning up missing all the time. And they're not investigating that. They're investigating a a consensual, or it would have been, obviously this was fake, it was a sting operation, but what would have been a consensual voluntary exchange, they're worried about that, but they're not worried about actual sex trafficking victims. And don't even get me started on Joe Biden and the rest of the politicians that are running this country in their weird sex trafficking, weird pedophile ring that is running the country it's way easier to place down bait and catch an animal than it is to go hunt it. So they're going to take the easy way. They're yeah. going to go get their their cut the easy way Yeah, and trap people into it. If Joe Biden on the news like, we don't suck the blood out of children, that's ridiculous. Oh my it's God. like, why would you bring that up if you like are... Wait, excuse me, nobody said anything about that. But now that you mention it, huh. He's such a weirdo. He did also, he say that? He did. He did. He was on. What? It was like on CNN or something or like some. Town like, Hall? And it, was, yeah, it was on the town hall. He was like, yeah, and the Republicans, they think we're sucking the blood out of children. Shucks, and, and we were, everybody was like, uh, jaw drop. What? Yeah. He also <laughs> like mentioned me? aliens during that uh, town hall. He's such a like, uh, you know. Clown world. Clown world. Okay. 603-283-6160. <laughs> Call in and get your thoughts on the radio with us tonight's Free Talk Live. Brute Force. 
Intransigent defiance, adamantine will, these are the hallmarks of the AI tank. These gigantic machines have the firepower of an army, but they also have their own sense of honor and duty. When the world breakers arrive, battle will be joined, planets will shake, and war and peace will never be the same again. World Breakers, stories from David Weber, Larry Correa, and more. Available August 3rd from BainBooks.com. to free talk live talk radio that you control you can get on the show with us tonight 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 and in the studio tonight you've got me bonnie Lori, and nikki and so far tonight we've been talking about uh free britney free nobody our co-host who's in jail still for uh nothing just a bunch of trumped up charges really uh, but he's getting out soon, so yeah, free nobody. And then COVID stuff, of course, because we live in um, a world that's a COVID clown world. <laughs> COVID clown world that's partially shut shut down due to a virus that's not that deadly. And in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie, Lori, and Nikki. I think we already did that, though. Oh, we did. Sorry, <laughs> did it again. Okay, so but we're also talking about cops setting traps for people to get in trouble for things they wouldn't have gotten in trouble for if the cops didn't set up this trap. So, yeah, this is an article from Reason.com. We can continue with that. Uh, Stop. So, let's see. Yeah, so basically these men are now arrested. They got five men arrested in Plymouth, Massachusetts for literally doing nothing wrong, just trying to have a voluntary exchange with another woman. And it was a state police involved sting operation as they love to do they love to start problems that aren't even an issue so stopping men from paying sex workers for consensual hookups is apparently what massachusetts law enforcement and the state's biggest newspaper thinks that fighting sex exploit sex exploitation looks like which is kind of what we were saying before the break there's legitimate sex trafficking going on. There's legitimate rape and sexual assault going on. But instead, the Massachusetts State Police and whatever other board they had for um, sex trafficking in Massachusetts, the Boston Police Human Trafficking Task Force, they want to waste their time on this instead of actually helping people. So the article continues to say, Alas, it is an all-too-common misconception or at times of willful misrepresentation across the U.S. these days, where consensual sex somehow somehow becomes sexual servitude, sex trafficking, human trafficking, and modern slavery, as soon as money is involved. Adult women who willingly offer sexual services for money are rendered children, unable to legally consent, while those who would pay them are rendered as horrible predators, deserving of media coverage and sometimes legal penalties 
equal to those applied to people who rape, abuse, and enslave. The absence of any victims doesn't make a difference. It is yet another reminder of just how divorced from reality and popular conceptions of exploitation and abuse U.S. sex trafficking and human trafficking operations have become. I mean, it's not the first time that women are infantilized. Like, we're not allowed to own our own bodies. We're not allowed to have someone pay us for sex. We're not allowed to get a um, tubal ligation without, without our imaginary future husband's consent like yeah. if you go in and say i want to get my tubes tied and they'll be like what if you want to get married someday and your yeah. husband wants kids well i don't even but a man can like, get a vasectomy no problem right yeah my boyfriend got a vasectomy at 23 yeah i was just like wow exactly. like no issue and he was like yeah just if, no issue. if a woman no tried issue, to right. do that they'd be like but what about your husband but you're too young excuses 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 your husband that you don't even have and yeah, you yeah be like, i don't want to ever get married and they'd be like well my, Sorry. Well, you're going to change your mind about that That's one. Right. You might change your mind. Yeah, well, my friend who is married has a boy and a girl, like a son and a daughter, went to go ask, or not ask, but, you know, go get her to side, and they told her no. Yeah. And that happens all the time. Three kids and be like 35, I think, is the, like the standard rule. Yeah, yeah it makes no kids. sense. People yeah. should be able to do whatever they want with their bodies. Right. This is the only thing that they can't take away from you, supposedly, is your body. Yeah. Yeah, right. No, it's really your mind. Hmm. Free your mind. Yeah. They can take everything That's true freedom. True freedom starts within. Yep. Never forget that. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, this is just completely bogus that they're even doing this. And I feel really bad for the guys that they have. I mean, they're essentially ruining their lives. Oh, I remember um, this actually something similar happened to this guy I used to work with. He was a really, really nice guy. He's probably like... He was probably maybe like 21 when this happened. So he was like a younger dude. Someone set up, it's called like Woo Pedophile Fighters or something like that out of Worcester, Massachusetts. And they set this poor kid up. They created a fake online account, like catfished him. Um, The girl, the pretend girl was allegedly 14, but he wasn't that much older than her. Like 21 to 14 to me like I don't think that's really that's not a huge age difference you know it depends on the the 14 year old too it really does I used to be one of those people who really thought like like there's just nobody on earth who would have sex at 14 and be okay but that was just because that was my experience when I was 14 I was nowhere near ready to have sex but I kind of feel bad that I really think that now or used to think that now because I know so many people that they were just like, yeah, I had sex when I was 14. I wanted to. It didn't hurt yeah. my brain. Right. I know and people who are 20 that are not ready to have sex. And, yeah. You know, it's just different for different right. people. Everyone's different. Having a standardized age is it doesn't make any it's, sense. Yeah, it causes more damage. It's just silly. So basically what happened to this poor kid? And let me tell you, this was like the nicest kid ever. He was like a golden retriever, like just like super sweet, nice kid. Wouldn't hurt a fly. Seriously, would not hurt a fly. Would never do anything to harm any girl. So he was talk- chatting with this girl online and he was a little, like he was questioning her age. He was like, oh, I don't know if we should. Like, just don't tell anybody about it. Like, I really like you, but like, it's a little sketch because I'm, you know, whatever. So, but they were going to meet up at Walmart and the pedophile hunter guy uh, met him at Walmart and and literally ruined his life like he was going to be a firefighter he had all this stuff lined up and I don't know whatever happened with that but they totally framed him and made him look like some weirdo creep that he's not 
And they, they, they like went out of their way to ruin this guy's life. And he never, it wasn't like he was already talking to this girl and it was her dad or something and he had an issue with it. They literally made up this whole scenario just to make this guy look guilty. And he probably would have like dated a girl his own, like if that's the issue, he probably wouldn't have even done it unless he was baited into it. So they're baiting these people just to get some sick thrill and be like, we're saving the world. No, you're not. You're ruining people's lives. I mean, I I don't even think they think they're saving the world, to be honest. I think that it's just like a money. uh, It's a a thing to bring up more money. Yeah, like more views. Um, Well, it's it's like a private thing. This guy does. Oh, it's not. (laughs) No, it's yeah, it's not even a state run operation. This guy has like a YouTube channel. I mean, like if if you really want to make it look like a. Uh, that's that's just so creepy. Yeah. I mean, like, it, if anything, like, I don't think he should be looked into by the police, but that yeah. kind of just makes you think that this person might be the one with the problem who's, like, setting yeah. these things up. Like, what a freak. Anyways. That's yeah, crazy. It's messed up. So, like, he calls the police, you're saying, and then the police get involved after that? No, he, he, I don't even, I didn't even know exactly, but, like, in the video that I watched, he, like, met the person at Walmart. Like, they met at Walmart, and he has a video camera, mm-hmm. and he's like, Oh, you creep! Like you like little girls, blah 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 blah. And I don't know if the police get involved. Maybe like after the fact, but I don't think in the initial meeting. I think he just like confronts them. Yeah. But I'm sure. I think the police eventually did get involved, and yeah. he like uses that as evidence. Well, cops do get involved in these uh, fake little like kind of like sting operations all the time. Yeah. And it's uh, so messed up because like we were saying in the last two segments, or maybe off the air at one of the times. Um. Anyways, we were saying that there's all this real sex abuse that goes on that the government isn't putting any effort into looking into. I mean, personally, I don't believe in government, so I don't think that there should they should be like looking into things. But um, I have a story right here that says FBI failed to pursue Nassar, somebody whose last name is Nassar, sex abuse allegations. It, it's a, um, a USA gymnastics doctor, and he was getting accused of different yep, sex- sexual this. abuse. And uh, yeah, they just chose to ignore it because, you know, they're, they're already getting their revenue <laughs> for these fake sting operations. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. It's talk radio that you control. 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie, Laurie, and Nikki. And you can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind, 603-283-6160. You can talk about whatever is on your mind or whatever we bring up. You can talk about your experience with it. Um, We're going to be moving on to talking about mushrooms here. I try to eat mushrooms every single day, and I try to make Ian eat mushrooms every single day. (laughs) Because I want him to live forever. and <laughs> I love mushrooms. Mushrooms are super medicinal. Me and Matt are both big fans of mushrooms. He's, he's hardcore, though. Um, he, like, can forage. Hmm. So I've actually gone foraging with him a couple of times. But he's much more knowledgeable about, like, going out into the woods and, like, identifying them and, like, knowing exactly what they are, like, which ones you can eat, which ones you can't, which is something that, like, before I met him, I never even, like, fathomed doing. To me, that just seemed, like, dangerous. But once I learned more about it, I'm like, no, you can identify them and, you know, like, 
know what they look like. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. never went foraging, but I had a friend in high school who just kind of like dropped off everyone's ra- radar and moved to like Northern California. And he started posting all the time these pictures of himself with uh, moral mushrooms. And yeah, morels. He, oh, morel, I guess. He would go and pick them and like uh, they looked so weird and I just thought it was some drug. I was just <laughs> like at the time, I was like, wow, it's so weird that like, I mean, it's, I don't know, kind of cool. He's going and picking his mushrooms and getting high or something. But I was like, oh, I, I Googled them. They're just food. Like, what's so great about that? But now I'm like all about mushrooms because they have uh, their high source of beta glucans, which will help your immune system fight lots of things that make your immune system healthy in general and potentially fight cancer. But what do you have about it, Nikki? So Paul Stamets, if you guys don't know who Paul Stamets is, I would highly recommend checking him out. He has this really awesome TED Talk. And then he has another awesome video on YouTube where he just goes into mushrooms, how they like the underground connections that they have. Um, I think I wish I remembered the exact percentage, Like most of the dirt in the soil, like most of the earth is fungi. So it's just absolutely fascinating. But I got really in. So if if you've listened to me on the show before, I'm sure you have gathered that I am a nurse. I am in healthcare. I am more I try to be on the holistic side. So I'm very into taking what I've learned about nursing and in healthcare and kind of putting a holistic, naturalistic spin on it. So when I first started learning about Paul Stamets and reading his books and watching his videos, I was just completely amazed about the research and like the groundbreaking stuff that he has done. So mushrooms like Bonnie has mentioned have beta-glucans, which boost your immune system. So Paul Stamets basically came across mushrooms being used as anti-cancerous properties and using mushrooms in, um, in conjunction with different cancer treatments because most cancer treatments completely destroy your immune system. So people are very susceptible to different sorts of diseases. So these the, the ones in particular he were was researching was turkey tails. So the turkey tails are really really great at boosting your immune system, but they also have anti-cancerous properties. So we'll get into this article. Uh, Exponential Medicine, Paul Stamets unravels the link between mushrooms and cancer treatment. The largest living organisms on the planet is a mushroom. You can make a hat out of a boiled mushrooms called an amadao, I think. I'm probably pronouncing that I feel wrong. Like only Paul Stamets wants a mushroom hat. Right, but. <laughs> yeah, but he, he does. He wears this mushroom hat and it's so cool. And you would look at it and like not even know it's a mushroom because they are so diverse. Like There are so many different kinds of mushrooms and you can do so many different things with them. But um, as far back as the Greeks, Stamet said, mushroom therapies have been used, um, lauded by wise men. Hippocrates used this kind of mushroom that I can't pronounce. It's it's spelt A-M-A-D-O-U. Amadou, I'm that assuming. Right. That, that sounds yeah, right. Okay, so, yeah. so they were using uh, Amadou as an anti-inflammatory in 450 BCE. The Greek physician... Um, called it the elixir of long life in 65 AD. So people have been using mushrooms as medicine for 
much longer than pharmaceuticals. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So in June of 2009, Stamets said that his mother was diagnosed with late stage breast cancer. Um, she So basically they said that she was going to die. They gave her three months to live. The doctor prescribed a treatment of chemotherapy and noted a study into turkey tail mushrooms. So the doctor actually tipped him off on it. Perhaps she could take some of those too. Uh, on the advice from the doctor, she had heard it from him and Stamets. She did. Five years on and she's cancer free. So this was in 2014 and I believe that she's still alive. So she's cancer free. She was the only survivor in a group of 50 patients taking um, the medication Herceptin. According to Stamets, the turkey tail mushroom suppresses the inflammatory response, enhances the microbiome, which is your body's um, bacteria. Uh, We have billions and billions of bacteria that live within our guts and in all over our bodies that are really, really important for our immune system, uh, our digestion, and just to keep us healthy. So... Uh, the turkey tail mushroom suppresses the inflammatory response, enhances the microbiome, and may be a powerful adjunct in cancer therapy. We think it decloaks cancers for discovery by the immune system. So basically, what wow. happens is we have certain white blood cells in our immune system that flag cancer cells. So what happens when people get cancer, it's because these white blood cells, the immune system is so suppressed just from not eating healthy, from different medications people are on, from environmental factors like pollutants and just lifestyle stress. Yeah, stress is a big one. Just different lifestyle affects. And so are the white blood cells that flag these cancerous cells are not working. And what the turkey tail does is the turkey tail will enhance the immune system so they can be flagged. So the cancer cells um, go into apoptosis, which is cell death, and angiogenesis, which is the prevention of blood vessel formation. So basically, the um, the turkey tail mushrooms and the beta-glucans beta in the all mushrooms... What they do is they make it so the cancer cells die and there's there's no um, circulatory, there's no blood flow going to these cancer cells. So they don't form into the big tumors that we know cancers generally form into. So it's a great way to as a preventative measure. So that's why I got really, really into researching mushrooms just because I think that almost all of these illnesses that we're seeing are preventable. A lot of cancers, I mean, cancer is a new thing. We've only been seeing cancers in the, at the turn of the 20th century, you know, and that's when we started mining for coal. That's when, you know, all throughout the 20th and the 21st century, we've been like genetically modifying foods, putting all these pesticides on foods, putting everything in plastic. Yeah. Like so many different things. So I think most of it is lifestyle factors And if we could just eliminate some of those lifestyle factors, live a more healthy and natural life, I think we could eliminate personally for ourselves. I think we could eliminate some of these diseases, some of these cancers. So it's a really interesting concept. Yeah, I have I have a big belief that food plays a big part in how healthy um, the people are and how can you be healthy eating, you know, animals 
animals that are pumped full of drugs. Vac- yep. You know, they're vaccinated for all these things, vaccines yep. that are damaging to them, like the Marix virus in goats, yep. or chickens. Or uh, antibiotics, too. Antibiotics. They're on preventative antibiotics. They're fed garbage. They're fed like straight corn feed that has no nutritional value just to fatten them up. Turkeys are bred so that they get so big that they break their own legs. Yep. You yeah. know, that's not a healthy animal. That's no. not something we should be eating. And, and then, then the vegetables are washed over with those animals. You know, their poop, and yeah. stuff. their poop washes over the the vegetables, and then we eat that and get listeria and E. coli and stuff like that. How can a people be healthy? Yeah, from eating unhealthy food, and also the animals are killed in traumatizing ways. Like oh, yeah. eating something that was killed in a traumatizing way. Like I'm pretty sure like that can affect you because things go through your blood system when you're being traumatized. Mm-hmm. It's really scary. Like um, I think that people should eat more living foods and definitely more mushrooms. Thank you for that article, Nikki. I love mushrooms and I love Paul's Stamets. Everybody. Yay. Go watch his TED Talk. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Talk radio that you control. You can get on the show with us tonight. Talk about whatever is on your mind. The number for you to do so is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Call in and talk about whatever we're talking about. We've talked about all kinds of different things tonight, from Free Britney to mushrooms. <laughs> Just mushrooms in general and how great they are. But let's go straight to the phones. We've got Major Payne. You're calling in from Michigan. How are you, Major Payne? Good evening. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, I'm just calling in about our latest uh, non-presidential figure we have here, Oh, China Joe. Hmm. He's blaming the downfall of Afghanistan now upon the Afghan army who bailed. And I have pretty good information that uh, the whole thing was undermined. These guys haven't been paid since July. They've gotten not gotten fresh munitions and enlistments and such. And uh, so the, the feeling that we weren't really behind them before we started pulling out was definitely in their craw. Well, we pulled out, so wouldn't that ultimately be the reason that it, this happened? I just don't understand. Why, what does the Afghan army pulling out have to do with anything? Weren't we going to pull out anyway? No, the Afghan army was what we trained and munitioned and turned over all our bases to, and they just bellied up and handed everything over to Al-Qaeda. Oh, I see, yeah. I see. So they're saying the failure of them not standing up to al-qaeda is due to them giving up well i'm not surprised that they did that i mean what were they supposed to do they were outpowered and there were people that uh you know went to work with the government that came and took over afghanistan aka the united states government so the people that 
our leftover are going to be pretty mad at you when your protection leaves. So I'd be kind of scared of them too. Well, it's a repetitive story. I mean, we've done this throughout history and it, uh, you know, if, if, if I was a, a foreign country, I'd tell you to get the hell out of here if you came saying I'm from the U.S. of A. Yep, America. I mean, even, even Ronald Reagan said the four biggest lies you, or the four, nine words you don't want to hear is I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't think they give them the option to say no. Yep, I don't think so. They just take over. All right, peace, girls. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know a lot about what's going on with Afghanistan because to me, it just, it's like he said, it's all the same story over and over again. And I just, I just don't believe it. And I don't like to hear about this horrible thing that the United States government goes around doing. Same thing, different day. Yep. Mm -hmm. Same thing, different day. Like it's, they go around uprooting, uh, towns and everything and destroying things. They leave it a disaster, worse off than when they went in there, and they lie about their intentions. I just don't believe it. I don't know the reason that we went to Afghanistan because I don't believe it. I know that it's just for monetary gain of the United States government. Yeah. War is a racket. Well, and it was, you know, the worst part of it, maybe not the worst part, but something really horrible that happened with this whole thing is, one, we shouldn't have gone there in the first place. War is just completely useless. But we've been there for 20 years and then just one day, all out of the blue, Joe Biden just pulls all of the troops out and then leaves all of the people at the embassy, all of the Afghani people who were working as translators for the U.S. They're just going to abandon them all there. What? So they get tortured by the Taliban? Like, what was really the plan here? So it, it's just another story of the U.S. coming in. We're going to save you. We're going to help you. And then they make everything worse. They destroy the entire country. And then they just literally handed it back to the Taliban. Like, really, seriously, what was the point there? I'm sure there was some gain. Absolutely. There was something that they got. They're done now. Opium seeds. Now, yeah. I mean, opium yeah. fields. Right. Yeah, poppy, poppy seeds. seeds. Right, now yeah. they don't need it anymore. We're done. We're, we're done Thanks here. Thanks for Bye. the heroin. <laughs> yeah. Hope you guys are, you know, all right. Good luck. Bye. We're doing fentanyl now here in yeah. the United States. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for the call again. Major pain. Um, but I don't really want to talk about Afghanistan. I was going to uh, move on to this story from CNBC that says there are about one million more. Uh, sorry, a stupid pop up came up back to Maine. Continue to cite. So annoying. There are about one million more job openings than people looking for work. Employers in the U.S. face an interesting challenge ahead. How to fill nearly 10 million jobs opening with about a million fewer workers than there are positions available. How successful they are will go a long way in determining whether the recent strong of outsized job gains can continue. Um, I just think it's really crazy that so many people don't want to work right now. And are Why you, would they? I mean, yeah, it's, it's true <laughs> if the government's going to give them money. Mm-hmm. Um, more money and more money. I'd prefer not to sell my soul to the U.S., yeah. Government. During COVID-19, I, I didn't take money from the government other than the, you know, they give you the, the stimulus. The stimulus. Checks. Yeah, they direct deposited no. it into yeah. my account. Mm-hmm. Mine just went but into my account. They do that when if, you have kids now, too. They direct yeah. deposit money into your account every month. Wow. Yeah. Hey, if they want to pay for me to buy some more crypto, right. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you can destroy your currency, but I'm not going to use it anymore. 
Yep, it's just it's actually is just them destroying currency every time they give it away because yeah. they've got to print more. They got to pass a bill that lets them print trillions of dollars. Some of it goes to you. Way more of it goes to their own little things they're doing, like ten billion or something to gender studies in Afghanistan or something for the pa- first. Was it Pakistan or maybe it was Pakistan? Yeah, for the mm-hmm. first uh, COVID stimulus bill. Yeah, because out. what does that have to do with COVID? Well, that's, <laughs> anything? It's like, that's why or they, anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, what? That's why they have such a big pushback against crypto, because how can they devalue your money if you don't use it? Yeah. If you're using something else that has its own value, they can't control you with it. Yep. And what do we mean by they're devaluing the money? Every time they print more, it's worth less than it was before. So if you you have a savings account with the same amount in it, you're putting in the same amount. It's getting stolen from, literally. Like, the value is being stolen. You can buy less with it if it's worth less than it was before. So, the United States is literally stealing from you every time they give you money. They're not giving you money. They're stealing from you. Yeah, well, even, like, think of it. Their food is more expensive. Gas is more expensive. Housing is more expensive. Everything is more expensive. Every year, it gets more and more and more and more expensive just to be alive. And we don't have, like, nice, nice things in the United States. Like, we don't have, you know, like, I don't know, what are those, you know, rail cars called that go from city to city? Oh, yeah, the trains. You would think that we would have, like... like the electric trains. <laughs> some kind of a, a, an amazing infrastructure and stuff with all the money we give to the government. It, we could have something way better if we just cut out the middleman took the government out of the equation, use our own money to take care of everything that we wanted. Anyways, I'll go back to this article. It's kind of a tangent. The Department of Labor reported Friday that there are some 8.7 million potential workers who have been looking for jobs and are counted among the unemployed. At the same time, job placement site Indeed estimates that there are about 9.8 million job uh, vacancies as of July 16th, or just a few days after the government's sample period for the monthly numbers. Companies have been using a variety of techniques, including signing bonuses, higher salaries, and flexible working arrangements to entice people. It really sucks. It sucks for the businesses that have to do this because uh, people who would normally want to come, you know, do a job in exchange for money, now we're just getting money from the government to not have to do anything. So why wouldn't they choose to not do anything or just sit at home and mess with their hobbies if they're getting yeah. a lot of money from the government? And uh, the, the reason that the government is doing it is just to make you dependent on them. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, they're going to have to bribe me with a little bit more money than that. I mean, they're not really like paying people an outrageous amount. It's just kind of like crazy to me that that's worth it for people to not be productive. Right. Like, that is not enough money for me. I'm going to have to... I need more money than that. Right. Well, especially <laughs> you know? the way things are going. Like, like you're saying, everything, the price of everything is going up. And not only is the price of everything going up, but they're going to tell you how you can do that. Like, they're going to tell yeah. you how you can farm your food. And maybe you can't farm your food, so you have to buy it from the store. They're going to tell you what kind of house you can live in, how many bedrooms you have to have. You know, you can't live in on specific properties because they're not zoned for that. You can't live in specific housing because that's not proper. Yeah, once they yeah. get control of every single aspect of your life. I mean, once they have control of your money, they've almost got that. They're, it's coming. That's absolutely coming, Lori. 603-283-6160. You can call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live.
Free Talk Live. Open phones, you can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. Uh, 603-283-6160 is the number you need to call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Lori. And Nikki. And right now we're talking about the job market. It's extremely messed up right now. Because people don't have the right incentives to go to work. So therefore, people who are trying to run businesses can't really hire people right now. Because, you know, why would you want to go to work if you can just live off the government and do nothing all day? This article from CNBC says there are about one million more job openings than there are people looking for work. Companies have been using a variety of techniques. Oh, I already read this, uh, but I'll go back. Including signing bonuses, higher salaries, and flexible working arrangements to entice people. Which is just so messed up to me because, like, um, I mean, like, yeah, it's what you got to do. When people don't have the incentive to work, you got to add more incentives. But it's just so messed up that the government has messed things up like this for people. Like, uh, you know. Yeah, so private businesses. businesses have to take the flack yep. because the government basically ruined everything like they always do. This year, they already became enforcers for the government's laws, and now the government's messed up their uh, supply chain or, you know, supply of workers so bad they have to add extra things to try to entice people to come to work. That likely will have to continue as the COVID-19 pandemic changes the jobs market Perhaps permanently. Oh my god, <laughs> permanently! It's just so crazy that they talk about it like that. Like, of yep. course, the like new normal. Like who? I mean, mm. it, it, it's obvious that it's gonna be that way, like permanent. Because if you give the government this power, they're not gonna want to just give it to you, give it back to you. But um, it's just crazy to me because this pandemic is really not. I mean, I guess it. I've heard people say, yeah, well, it's technically a pandemic, but. It's it's not that deadly. It just doesn't. I don't. I honestly, I don't think this was a pandemic. This does not constitute a pandemic. People panicked over nothing. <laughs> yeah, sure this did. was like some weird reset to start the new world order, like one world government of China. You I know? mean, we know it's not really a pandemic going on right now in New Zealand, and they have one COVID case and they're shut down. Like that still earlier. blows my mind. Right, one case and they shut down. That is like, it I can't imagine that. I feel so bad for those people. It there. doesn't even make any sense. Why would you do such a thing? It doesn't why would make you, any sense at all. Like if you thought that this needed to be contained, why would you not isolate the person? Yeah, the one person. And maybe like yeah. their close contacts. I mean, I would still think that was wrong and messed up. And, oh, yes. But if the, if the person <laughs> voluntarily quarantined themselves, it would make more sense. It just, yeah. it's crazy. It's, I mean. It makes you see what this is obviously actually all about. Right. Right. That's that's what it is. It's control. Because if it was about, you know, actually stopping it, then quarantining that person and their close contacts would be enough to stop it. You wouldn't have to shut down the entire economy. And they're hardcore shut down in Australia and New Zealand. Like uh, they have, you know, helicopters, police helicopters flying around, making sure nobody's out. So that's like apocalyptic. Yeah. On, on the last show I was on with Ian, uh, he was playing a video where a guy, he was like proudly, who's some, I don't know, premier or something. They have like different names for their government goons over there. But um, this premier or whatever he was, he was saying, uh, we had a incident where there was 24 young people. 
they were out at the cliffs partying and they thought it'd be a good idea. So yeah, we arrested them. It was just like, wow, these health healthy pro- like not at risk young yeah. people how dare they <laughs> I disobey daddy government we did that he- well <laughs> we didn't do it but they did that here too i remember at the beginning of this some guy went to the ocean and swam by himself in the water and they arrested him oh my god yeah. in like the yeah. salt water is probably yeah. good for him with the sun <laughs> i know right Open and he's air. alone yeah. Oh, wow yeah you can't go outside and get vitamin d yeah. and breathe fresh air You'll be too healthy. Right. You know, we need you to be sick. We need you to be living in fear. Mm-hmm. Can't have that. People who don't see what this is really about just must like not see those stories. They probably just, you know, they sit there and they watch just the mainstream media telling them all these uh, stories that sound really scary. You oh, know, no. they're yeah. just bootlicky and they're like, oh, yeah. they didn't listen. They deserve it. They oh, should yeah. go to get jail. Yeah, I that's hope, true. I hope they get really punished. Yeah, that's, that's what so they true. that's how they act. Naughty, naughty, naughty. And yeah. people, they're almost like I'm jealous on you. Oh. It's like they're subconsciously like jealous. Yeah. Like the, like the toddlers. It's like, mm-hmm. weren't we all taught in like kindergarten? Don't be a tattletale. Right. You know, like my parents, if we told on each other, they used to be like, don't do that. That's bad. Like, don't be a tattletale. Like, nobody likes a tattletale. Yeah, until everyone's <laughs> now, a tattletale. Now they all love each other. Yeah, it's like <laughs> super backwards. It's, yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. I, I totally agree, though, that people who do see these stories, I mean, my brain just doesn't work like that. My brain just thinks, oh, well, see, you can see that's not what this is about. This is obviously more about control than trying to contain a sickness if we're arresting one person swimming in the ocean by himself. Right. But yeah. you're right. M- most uh, bootlickers, they're just going to think, oh, I hope he gets in trouble. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, he, did, he didn't listen to the cops. Or, he's gonna or the big one. Oh, it's, it's all your fault that this is happening. All the unvaccinated people, all the anti-maskers. It's their fault that we're still in all these lockdowns and we're having like they just have to shift the blame onto the people who are living freely and they're not complying because they're they're like sick. All these people, they're sick of the government control, but they can't figure it out in their brains that it's really the state that is doing this to them so they have to shift the blame onto people who are living freely they also can't accept that it's their fault for complying yeah. not anyone else's fault for not complying your, your own life is your responsibility i hear people all the time say oh it's because they're scared but i don't like that because everyone's scared of things they're cowards is what yeah. it is you everyone's scared of something you just have to you know stand up and do what you need to do but they yeah. they act cowardly. They don't want to do that. They want to just someone to take care of them and pet yeah. them and feed them and tell them everything's okay. Being a free person, it's it's a big responsibility for you to have to make your own decisions and for you to have to live your own life. And to people like us, it's an amazing, freeing, liberating feeling. Like being a free person is the best thing. But if you're uh, just living like people who are living in fear and they just they need someone to hold their hand like it's too much of a responsibility for them to mm-hmm. or even just like the concepts it's too much for their minds to grasp yep i i totally agree and they train people by putting them into public schools in these fake environments you know like something that you know is totally artificial it's not really what real life should be like yeah. indoctrination and, camps and they indoctrinate mm-hmm. them into living a certain way i was saying this on the show the other night the last time i was on um, when I was a kid, I remember the moment I was getting indoctrinated to become a statist because I was homeschooled kindergarten to third grade. 
then in my first year in school, I the teachers would always do this thing where like if one kid was being bad or talking, they punished the whole class to like everybody be silent for five minutes because this one kid was talking. And I would th- sit there and think it's so messed up that I'm being punished when he well when the boys were the ones being bad because yeah. was like a good kid. And I remember looking at the board like where they had a list of rules. And I remember this so clearly and just thinking it's so simple. You just follow the rules. It's so simple. So that was like, you know, my indoctrination really happening. But I mean, it's a fake uh, world public school is. It's not how things really work. And that's how they indoctrinate people into thinking that they just need to follow the government's rules. What do you think? 603-283-6160. Call in about whatever's on your mind. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. When a lunar observatory detects a radio broadcast originating from Proxima Centauri, the nations of Earth discover their first contact with an alien race may also be their last. With the Proximans facing an extinction-level disaster, Earth must choose between sending a ship on a multi-year journey or allowing nature to take its course. Saving Proxima, a hard science fiction thriller by Travis S. Taylor and Les Johnson. From BaneBooks.com. It's Free Talk Live. Welcome back. It's the call-in talk radio show where you can talk about whatever is on your mind. 603-283-6160 is the number to call to get your voice heard on the radio. Talk about whatever is on your mind. You can challenge us to, uh, you know, to agree with whatever you're, you think, or you can talk about whatever we're talking about. 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you have me, Bonnie. Lori. And Nikki. And let's just go right to the phones. We have Mondo. Can you hear me, Mondo? Yes. Hello? Hey, so what did you want to call in and talk about tonight? Well, first of all, I just want to thank you for having me on. But um, I was I was listening to you guys. Um, I'm over here in the um, in the tri-state of the southwest of, of America. And, um, you know, a lot of what you were talking about, how a lot of people don't want to go back to work or and stuff like that. You know, there's there's another reason why I was while I was thinking is um, what about people that just don't want to go back to work because they don't want to get vaccinated? You know, because a lot of these jobs now are are like demanding vaccinations or they don't want to like for me Absolutely. basically. Yeah, for for me, I was like, I was working at the casinos over here. And I just got, I, I, be, I was working there for a while, for a few years, and I just got tired of wearing a mask. I was like, yeah. you know what, this is just, so I quit, but I didn't even get no unemployment. I, I just went straight back to school. I hope that it didn't sound like we were talking bad about everyone who's choosing not to work right now, because honestly, I did the same thing at the beginning of 2020. I couldn't handle just wearing a mask on my face all day being a waitress. I I seriously couldn't handle that. So I just went, I went and did Uber Eats, actually, and tried to go back to school. But I mean, like, the long distance school was too hard for me. But yeah, I mean, I think there's like two things, right? There's people who are like living their truth and like sticking up for their principles. Like, no, I don't believe in wearing a mask or like, I'm not going to get vaccinated. 
or, you know, I, yeah. I don't support the company I'm working for anymore, or what they're saying. And then there's the people who are like, well, I'm just getting free money, so I might as well, you know. But and you, you can't even blame those people either because it's like, why would you work a job that you hate for a minimum wage when you're getting free money? You're getting some of the people were getting more money to on unemployment. So, like, you would literally be stupid to go back to work if you're getting paid more on unemployment, you know? Yeah, of course. But the other thing, too, is that the way people are now at work, like I was I, I was I got a good job making $18 an hour and I'm living in Arizona. So, I mean, rent is very low over here. But I swear to God, I couldn't work for somebody that I had somebody right behind me or somebody to the side of me saying, oh, pull up your mask. I'll take yeah. a drink of water and all of a sudden pull up your mask. And everybody's like so tyrannical, you know, oh especially God. with this COVID. Can't imagine. That. You know? Well, thank you for so much for the call, Mondo. Really appreciate yeah. it. Um, yeah, that's oh, a that's a that's a great point that he brought up. Yeah, it's I I can't imagine because I just kind of dropped out. I was a waitress. I didn't want to wear a mask every day, and people were like not even tipping as much. They was you know yeah we might lose our jobs. We have to eat out, and we have to not tip people. Like oh my yeah. god, it's so crazy having a waitress wear a mask anyway. All the yeah. diners are not wearing masks. How are you going to eat with a mask on? So you come yeah. in with your security theater mask on and sit down at the table and then take it off. Yeah, because, the whole thing makes no sense. Right, COVID's only transmissible when you're walking, I guess. Yeah. Well, Not when you're sitting down. Ever since then, I did Uber Eats, so like I'd wear a mask to go into places, but I didn't have to like interact with people. Like I can't imagine how people are being like... I People ser- seriously are probably being really tyrannical about it. Yeah. And uh, I can't imagine being a high schooler to tr- uh, transition to this article I have. Um, I just I just think that other high schoolers probably have all these opinions and, you know, they're not very, you know, educated. And maybe your parents have some type of a yeah. mind of their own. And, you know, you're thinking like you don't you don't want to disagree out loud. It's probably so annoying right now, but it's probably like that in the job field, too. Well, in Texas, a parent rips off mask off of a teacher's face and school official warns do not fight mask wars in our schools says, masked and ready to start the new academic year, students in Austin's Eanes Independent School District return to campuses excited to reunite with friends and meet their new teachers. Campus principals report several magical moments. Tom Leonard, the superintendent, said in a note to parents and staff on Tuesday, one day before the district's first day of school. But there were also a few sad moments. A recent... At recent school events, he qualified. Some parents physically and verbally assaulted teachers because of masks. One parent ripped a a teacher's mask off of her face, Leonard said. Others yelled at another teacher to remove her mask because they claimed it made it difficult to understand what she was saying. So, basically, just so far, it sounds like it's it's not a good, like, thing to, you know, physically take a mask off somebody's face or demand they take their mask off because, like, you know, it's... If it's on your body, it's your choice to do. Yeah. And it's like, just like, just like that person that ripped the mask off the teacher's face, just like how she doesn't want to wear a mask. If the teacher wants to wear the mask, that's also like, if you want the freedom to choose, like they deserve the freedom to choose as well. So to literally physically assault someone is just making her look crazy. Yeah, I just think it's like crazy that things are getting to things or to to you know this height of 
emotions and all this because people are probably fighting about whether or not they should they should have to wear masks. Somebody sent me a video from Lehigh High School in Utah um, where there was this teacher going on a tangent about how like you guys as parents are stupid if they're not vaccinated and I'm pissed off because uh, I know that there are unvaccinated kids around like you know like if you're an unvaccinated kid there you just don't want to get vaccinated she's your actual your literal teacher is up there like preaching about how you're gross like that's sad and you know i'm just sad i'm just basically saying like it shouldn't be up to the government and it's making people turn against each other yeah it's really sad this is this is another great reason why everybody should pull their kids out of public schools yeah there are so many other better options your kids could literally teach themselves and just like read books and use the internet and just study what they're interested in, and they would learn more, and it would be more beneficial to them than public school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, During the break, uh, me and Laura were talking about how they don't teach you anything important, like how to start a business, but they'll teach you how to, like, memorize and... Right. They'll teach you how to critique a book in the way that your teacher wants you to critique it, not think your own way of how how it's meant yeah (laughs) you know what to think not how to think (laughs) right wow that's very true and i've really thought about that i I remember in like english classes they'd be like what do you think that the author means by this and then they give you an answer right yeah yeah and then when you give them your honest answer they're like well no yeah it's like okay well you literally asked my opinion right (laughs) right never really thought about that one well going on it says this type of behavior will not be tolerated in ins isd leonard wrote tuesday our staff are on the front lines of this pandemic let's give them some space and grace please i am asking everyone to be kind do not fight mask wars in our schools the incidents reflect the growing tensions around mask mandates in schools as students return for the new academic year while coronavirus cases surge so is there a mask mandate in the school Yep. Do we know from that there is, uh, I'm or there's sure there not. is in all of Texas? I've heard they've put like plexiglass up in schools, and like so, everyone has to wear a mask. So I just want to make sure I have this right: the students are being forced to wear masks and, at these schools. Yes, and then you know, mm-hmm. but then the superintendent risk. is saying, "Don't fight mask wars in the school." But they're starting a mask war by mandating that all the children wear it. Mm. If it was like, do it if you want, don't do it if you don't want, that'd be one thing. But you can't force everybody to do something and then be surprised when they're not going to, when they're going to try to fight it and do what they feel comfortable with. Because what they really mean is comply with what we tell you and don't fight back and just do it. Yeah, so that must be what they mean. Yeah, that's the war. It sucks because there are parents that, you know, don't really have a choice because they have to work or whatever and they, you know, think they have to send their kids to public schools and kids who are not at risk are being forced to wear these masks on their face. Of course, there's going to be tensions. You're right. They're the ones starting it. 603-283-6160. That's the number to call in. It's Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. More on the way. Free Talk Live. It's a call-in talk radio show where you can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever is on your mind. 
603-283-6160 is the number to call, but this is the last segment. But still, write it down, save it in your phone. We're on every night. 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you have me, Bonnie. Lori. And Nikki. And let's go right into the phones. We have Sean from Tennessee. Sean, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, yes. Uh, I just wanted to say that I do enjoy the show. Thank but um, I was li- I was listening to the individual who called out of the Southwest. I think it was Arizona, mm-hmm. and I just really appreciate his viewpoint on the whole thing, and everybody who has that that viewpoint. Me too. Um, as far as like the job force, and you're noticing a lot of, you know, uh, employers that can't get anybody to fill the positions, and you know, people would assume that it's because. A lot of people want to live off the government funds, but that's not the case because I'm I'm the same way. Where I haven't even gotten unemployment since eight months ago when I, you know, when I separated from my job, and you know it was because people, you know, I was just tired of the tyrannical. You know, every time you looked, they were wanting you to wear a mask, or yeah. you were being reprimanded, you know, for not having your mask on, and it just got a little bit annoying. So I think a lot of people are just you know, in tune to what's going on, and they're just not willing to succumb to that kind of stuff. You know, taking a vaccine or, you know, wearing a mask all day long for eight hours or more. And I really really appreciate that mindset as well, and I I appreciate people that are are doing that because it's, it's really important to live your truth, you know, and it's it's exhausting because I'm kind of in the position where I am have to wear a mask at work and you know I'm I'm working in healthcare and seeing all these things I don't agree with in some days it's like it's really heavy and it's really stressful and I'm like man I am not living my truth and it's it's yeah. a big thing to deal with you know it's very conflicting Anything yeah, else and another thing, another thing is you know kind of like on the same lines of you know people are just like starting their own thing so just because you know people aren't going to an employer per se, you know, it's like, I know people who are starting their lawn companies and, you know, some people are just starting. I know like with me, I've started growing my own food, you know, and, um, looking to do my own thing as far as lawn care and stuff like that. So I think a lot of people are just, you know, steering away from the, you know, what we knew it to be, you know, because it seems to be crumbling, I guess. And there's not really much guarantee in corporate America anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're going to start to see that shift more and more and more as these, you know, regulations get stricter and stricter. We're going to just see this shift in society where just like you said, people are going to start doing their own thing, opening up their own businesses, growing their own food, being more self-sustaining and Mm -hmm. relying less on the state and, you know, people don't want to work at McDonald's anymore. They don't want to work at Target anymore. They they want to start doing things that are a little bit more fulfilling for them and where they have more more freedom and more control. So what I think was, we're going to see a lot yeah. more of that. What was the like general job uh, type of job you were working that you quit, Sean? Uh, me, I, I actually worked in an office setting. It was a um, a call center, okay. and it it happened so fast. You know, as soon as the the uh, pandemic started circulating in the news and stuff, you know, it. it's like they started 
just kind of implementing those precautions, I guess. Every day we had to have our heads scanned, you know, for our temperatures. They would tell us to wear the mask, and any time we were up from the desk, we had to have the mask up, even if we weren't within six feet of somebody. So, it just, you know, all of it just started not really making sense with me, and it was very annoying. But, yes, it was an, an office setting, you know, just a typical call center. Okay. There's going to be a lot more um, of these job openings that aren't getting filled once they really start pushing these mandatory vaccines. Who's going to want to get a vaccine when they're against it working for $7 an hour? Yeah. That's exactly. not going to entice anybody. Yeah. Unfortunately, it seems like most people are for the vaccine. It mm. seems, or at least that's the propaganda we're being fed. Who that's really not what knows? I'm seeing, though. That's not what I'm seeing, but we also, I mean, me, I also run in mostly, I guess you would call it like libertarian anarchist circles. So I, I don't know if that's why, but I mean, even at the hospital I work at, a lot of people are, they would rather lose their jobs than take the vaccine. So anything else, Sean? Uh, well, I guess lastly, I would just like to, again, appreciate people with like like-minded as you guys and the guy that that called in earlier but as much as it seems like you know a lot of people are you know asleep and just kind of going along with it i think there's you know just as many people that are in tune to it and will give you know that them a run for their money you know I so they're so. not just going to break down easy you know like us and say you know we're just going to do everything that you guys are telling us to do because we have, you know, um, the ability to read between the lines and see what's really going on. Wow. Well, thank you so much for the call tonight, Sean. I really appreciate it. I like the positive spin to the perspective of, of like why there is so little people wanting to work. You know, I, I hadn't thought about it much. I really didn't want to sound like I was talking just bad, like, Oh, everybody doesn't want to work because they want to just sit around and do, uh, beyond the government's yeah. heat That's or whatever. That's the first thing that comes to mind, though, right? But, I mean, but I don't blame those people either because yeah. it does, I mean, like, why would you want to do something like work at McDonald's right now? Yeah. Why would you want to do that? You can get government money for doing nothing. And yeah. not have to wear a mask and not yeah, have to take literally. your temperature and not have to get a shot. And but- I, I <laughs> never blame people. If you want to take advantage of the state, Take advantage of the state. I mean, like, they're taking advantage of all of us. So if you want to get Social Security, disability, whatever, use it to your advantage. I mean, it's there for a reason. They're taking more from you than you're getting out. Absolutely. But, I mean, mean, the other thing is, like, taking it does encourage them like it it gives them control over your life you want to you want to like step back from corporate jobs and then take control of your life like sean grow your own food you know start your own business you know getting even getting into the gig economy i think doing uber eats is like the best decision for me last year i had so much more time to do whatever i wanted like my friends who had you know jobs they had to you know schedule around i was just like i'm open all the time i can just uber another day yeah, exactly. I was telling my husband the other day, I was reading an um, a article about people's hour division and people today are wor- expected to work more hours per week than medieval peasants. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to be yeah. a peasant. Right. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, but... me neither. <laughs> Government slave. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, I guess we can go back into this article about the teacher getting her. Oh, well, we only have a minute left. So I guess I'll. <laughs> 
I was thinking it was, you know. I love ending on a positive note, though. Those that that last call was actually really inspiring to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it kind of makes you think like, hmm, maybe I should, you know, take advantage of, you know, my freedom and do my own thing, you know. Hopefully all the people that get kicked out of society for not complying yeah. with the rules. Hopefully we can all get together and, know. you know, work within the community. In voluntary communities. Yeah. It's making me think like maybe this could kind of starve the corporations. I think so. I think we're going to see a big shift in, you know, there's going to be less McDonald's in more farm stands. Good. Hopefully. I don't know. I'm going to manifest that. Nice. <laughs> Do it. Yes. I, I know I was going to start growing my own foods this year and stuff, but then the raid happened, so I just had no motivation to want to. Yeah, and that's an important thing, too, is, like, whenever something traumatic like that happens, it's, like, you can't get sucked into, like, the state and their negativity, and even though that was a really, like, horrible, terrible, like, dramatic event, it's hard not to get, like, sucked into it, and we have to remember, like to exert our power and like continue to shine bright and do our own thing and not let the draconian state, you know, ruin things for us. And just yeah. every time they knock us down, we're going to get back up. Yep. I got so much good out of the the raid. It like sounds almost bad. Sounds like almost irreverent, especially with nobody still in jail. Yeah. Like it's not like it's over. It's not over. And it's not like it's um the worst parts aren't over for a lot of people. But um, if you don't know what we're talking about, March 16th, the government goons, 50 of them, took over my house, no knock raid at my house. Aria Demetso, our co-host, and like 19 other locations in New Hampshire, just over people selling Bitcoin. Yep. So, go to thecrypto6.com to learn all about it. So yes, yep. go to thecrypto6.com to learn about it. But this has been Free Talk Live. Thank you guys so much for the calls and for listening. And tune in every night. We're, we're live every single night for three hours, so... Thanks for listening. Peace. This message is for you if you are a polyamorous person or you're in an open relationship and you are struggling with jealousy, loneliness, and communication problems. Hello, my name is Jeremy West, and I am a polyamory coach with degrees in psychology and communications and five years of experience with polyamory. And for a limited time, I'm teaching a free online class just for polyamorous people or people in open relationships where you will discover a new, simpler, and unique way to uncover the secret that experienced poly people know about jealousy that you must know too. Stop feeling lonely when your partner is out with another partner and use the four key elements that will change the way you communicate forever. No more crying yourself to sleep when you're alone for a night, a weekend, or longer and wondering if it's better to go back to a monogamous relationship. Sound good? Well then, go to jeremywest.net slash free class and register for my class now. Again, that's jeremywest.net slash free class, jeremywest.net slash free class.